Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, now it's super easy. All you need is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. So if you would like to start your podcast today, head on over to anchor.fm slash start to join myself and the diverse community of podcasters today. Once again, that is anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey today. All right, everybody, welcome to Demented Cast. Um, I do say this in the actual episode, but uh, the, there is an, an actual intro in this episode. This is my section to let you know that the ep, uh, podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and all other major platforms. Um, you can also subscribe to this podcast on the Anchor website. If you go to anchor.fm slash dementedcast, there's an option to subscribe for 99 cents, $5, or even 10 Of course, you do not have to subscribe to the podcast, but it is always greatly appreciated when someone throws an extra bills your way. Um, and by bills, I don't mean the bad kind. I mean like the good kind of bills. Anyways, uh, you can also leave me voice messages on the Anchor app, or I believe you can do it on the website. Uh, but those messages, you can either leave me a review for the podcast. You can leave me topics, questions, anything you want, and I'll add them into the next episode. Um, it is always a great way to kind of add a little bit more communication between you and me. So please, please go go on the Anchor app and leave me a voice message with whatever you want. It can literally be whatever. If it's profanity, I might not add it unless it's a joke and it's really funny. But with that out of the way, I will let you get on to this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. And please, please, please go follow Gaming Ethos on Twitter. All right, guys. Peace. Welcome back, Internet. It is your host, Demented Gamer. I am here with a very, very special guest in a very special episode of Demented Cast. I am greeted by the one, the only gaming ethos of Gaming Illuminati. How are you doing tonight, ethos? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I am doing all right. A bit nervous. This is the first time I've done an interview, so <laughs> see how I do. Um, okay. I kind of want to start this off by just letting the audience, for those listening that don't know who you are, um, give a little background of who you are and what you do sure yeah so uh yeah my name is ethos um i originally and kind of to this day kind of um posted just basically like a youtuber just did a lot of like youtube content uh, surrounding gaming uh almost all my content was really like youtube created um uh, and recently it's been more twitch oriented um but i used to do youtube videos about video games you know in-depth uh in-depth like analysis and um, just thoughts and impressions and reviews of games that I enjoyed and what I felt about them and sometimes some critiques. Um, and then from there, uh, I branched out from that to like live stream with Twitch, which is what I do mostly now uh, on top of probably like the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is um, working on my own video game uh, as an indie developer called uh, Samurai Zero. All right. All right. Um, 
And kind of to start this off, what before we get into the meat of Samurai Zero, um, sure. what kind of inspired you to get into game development? Um, so... <laughs> It's a it's a funny story because uh, initially like a, a lot of times people are like you know they're inspired to like because they like, really loved games and stuff like that. Um, I think that's part of it too. But uh, if I'm being like honest with myself, I remember that initially one of the things that um, I guess started the spark uh, to make me want to make games was actually me upset about current games. Uh, it, it was around I think 2014. Uh, a lot of games had come out that were. Uh, not stellar i put it that way very um, lackluster yeah very lackluster you know if you just if some you know if anybody's listening if you just google 2014 games to release i'm pretty sure you can you know you just go through there you probably can figure out what these games were uh, i think one of the the biggest like triggering points i think was um batman arkham knight uh like i got it on pc and uh that was notoriously busted on yeah. pc uh so uh, that was kind of, I would say, like the melting, you know, the catalyst that was like, I was like, okay, these people don't know how to do this. Uh, this is incredibly naive of me, but at the time when I was younger, but I was like, oh, these people don't know what they're doing. I'll do it myself. <laughs> right, so right. that that pretty much is what uh, sparked uh, the beginning of like me wanting to make video games without really knowing that much about the process. Um, so yeah, I think that was <laughs> that was the spark. But of course, on top of that, it was also like my love for gaming as well. Um, I grew up, you know, pretty much gaming all my life, um, ever since I was little. Like, I think the first game I ever got was, like, Pokemon Blue. And then from there, it just, you know, expanded from there and played with my brother. Me and my brother would play it a lot growing up. Um, and uh, never really lost the love for it uh, over the years. And then eventually, I just felt like it was just, like, a natural, like, progression for me. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, very humbling story. If <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, what does it feel like because obviously you you and your team unveiled samurai zero in a live stream back in mm -hmm. february if i yep. remember correctly um mm -hmm. what does it feel like and how has it changed going from only referring to it as project leap to actually having the game revealed and telling people what this game is Mm -hmm. uh it, it's a big sigh of relief uh especially like when we got closer and closer it, it's uh, very hard when you're like working on something um and you're like really excited about it but you have to like hold back like you, can't, you don't want to spoil too much you don't want to like kill the marketing possibilities of the game um and you know a lot of times like there's a lot of like free thought that goes in between like uh be or goes before you know pushing content out or you know revealing your game because like once you once you pretty much like put your game out there it, it's like a race against the clock um so like for us it was like very important that um you know we had everybody in this like certain sphere where they thought the game was this like one initial thing that was like part of the prototype um and then to uh when in february when that happened was to then surprise them and show them like you know all the the time that we had been working you know quietly um that it, it was actually developing into something you know pretty awesome um if i do say so myself but um I, I think that's like the 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 main thing is that it, there's a big sigh of relief it, it's you know when you initially are you know going through it um you're very like i said you're very secretive um you know you really you really want to share it with as many people as you can but at the same time i think there's a little like fear factor to it too because you're very you, you haven't really shown it to like a lot of people uh, you might show it to like small select or your very close friends just to see you know what their initial reaction is to it um but luckily like for me uh, and the team like we've been getting like really good feedback and like really people who are like really excited and very interested about the project 
Um, so when we revealed it, I think it was like the first of February, it was the beginning of February, I think. Um, when we revealed it, we, we kind of went into it like really, really excited. Uh, and at the same time, just a little bit scared. Uh, just to make sure because, you know, it was live. So we were very worried about like, well, what if we mess up? What if something goes wrong? What if, you know, what if the stream just stops working? Uh, but luckily, none of those things happened. And uh, after that, it's just, you know, it's way, it's way more relaxed. There's still stuff that, you know, I still hide because I want to have cool little Easter eggs and cool little surprises for everybody. But uh, it's a way more relaxed situation now. Well, that's good. Uh especially hearing that like you guys have had a lot of support in your community because i feel like the gaming community especially mm -hmm. is notorious known for like high levels of toxicity and yeah. kind of going for the throat so yeah it's good to hear that you have this overwhelming um majority of people being supportive of what you guys are trying to do yeah, well, I think it's uh, I think it's also part of uh, like there's, that's a little bit of the gaming community, but I think that there's definitely like good you know good guys out there who like genuinely care. And I I feel like over the past couple of years, what I I feel like I've tried to do my best job, and I think I've been pretty successful with, it, is try to like foster like. Did I lose you? discuss and critique like their favorite games and just gaming in general um so i i think i've uh over the years uh, it took me a while to, to to hit that point of like what i want to be i guess like what, what i wanted the i guess the persona to be um and, and like over my years of being like just online and just in the social sphere uh it's definitely like there's been a huge evolution just with myself um and i and i think like my audience has also evolved um with that um so they've seen that evolution too and i think they kind of respect it uh and like i respect them too for like you know <laughs> hanging in there for such a long period of time but uh also just like i think like we like everyone grew together which i think was really awesome uh i definitely have to agree with you there because um i uh i found tbh first and i found you and like mm -hmm. i got i went back and saw some of your older content <laughs> now and i've i've definitely seen that growth and um, mm -hmm. you BH are the two that kind of have inspired me the most. GI, mm -hmm. if I can throw that in there real quick. Um, oh, thanks. But kind of moving closer into Samurai Zero, what is, mm -hmm. is kind of that roadmap for you look like when making Samurai Zero from starting point to where you are now having it revealed and kind of mm -hmm. does that end up? Um, well, hopefully it ends with an actual <laughs> finished product yeah. that, we, that we can push out to everybody. And, uh, and hopefully, I, I hope everyone can enjoy it. Um, a lot of people say that, like, you know, you should make a game that you'd want to see or one that you really enjoy because then, you know, you really will sink your passion into it if you're really building something that you've always wanted to play. And I feel like this game has really been a game that um, if you, like, watch a lot of my older videos, not even my older, but my, the videos I've been posting for the past year, like, about two years, I would say, um, I'd say like 2017, 2018 videos. Um, there are low key Easter eggs. A lot of the videos that I posted um, are in a way topics that I chose on purpose because they were things at the time that I was thinking about when I was working on Samurai Zero. Um, so it's kind of a cool like Easter egg way of like figuring out like what was my, what was going through my mind at certain periods of time and early like pre, you know, pre-production um, concept development um, and then reaching into this like, you know, initial like look for the game. Um, I guess like 
what we're well, well what we're currently working on now is like it, it's pretty it's pretty obvious like what we're currently all hands on deck that's what our next milestone is is uh obviously it's gameplay like we've already been working on gameplay even before reveal um but a lot of times when it comes to gameplay gameplay is never set in stone and uh one thing that i've learned um very early on in development is a lot of times the things that you think in your mind will end up like you know on paper are not always like one-to-one -one. Like you'll think like okay i think if i do these gameplay mechanics it'll, it'll actually just work out it'll just be perfect um and then when you actually like build it it just doesn't feel or doesn't look exactly how you imagined it so a lot of that time like there's a lot of uh what it's called like um iteration work which is um going back to the drawing board um figure trying to figure out like one like why do i feel this certain type of way trying to pinpoint like what is wrong uh or what needs to be tweaked and then figuring out what's the best way to go about you know solving that problem um and so luckily i've been around a lot of like a lot of people a lot of good friends of mine um who all have different areas of like games that they like like we're not all everyone who works on the game like they all have their own favorite games so it's not necessarily like all of us only play first person shooters uh, i think it, it was a little bit shown in the live stream like if you compare uh, all three of us uh, or the three of us that were in there which was like eric griffin and i um like griffin's favorite game i think was like undertale uh eric's was like halo and mine's like mass effect so like you know we have a little rpg here we have a little fps here we have a little bit of i don't even really know what you qualify undertale as uh emotional uh, um emotional. emotional feeling you know um pathos type game um and so like overall like i think like we bring these different like diverse different perspectives into this game so that, so that like you know we empower each other we strengthen each other's weaknesses and then uh, we empower each other to like just do the best you know job that we can um, so ultimately that helps us push forward where like right now what we're currently focused on is just straight up like getting a gameplay demo um, currently um, situated. That's what we're working on right now and we've been heavily working on. Um, we have like something that's like currently like playable, but it's not perfect. And um, there's a lot of, uh, I'm a little finicky about a lot of the little mechanics that need to be tweaked. And you know, there goes still like a lot of stuff when it comes to like building games like um, right now, we're currently in a lot of uh, animation work right now. So um, a lot I've, of, I've yeah. been seeing you, I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. um, oh sure, yeah, go. I've definitely been seeing you post a lot of the behind the scenes kind of animation work you guys have been doing with mm -hmm. Samurai Zero and yeah. the modeling. And it, it looks, obviously it's still, you guys are still working. It's mm -hmm. early to tell, but it looks mm -hmm really good right now and um, <laughs> that's keep, a good sign <laughs> yeah it, no it, it definitely looked really good i i'm really excited to see where you go and hearing mm -hmm. that you guys have somewhat put together a oh or mm -hmm. it is really exciting because i i really want to know more about samurai zero so. yeah because like you know initially like what we wanted to do was like with the live stream we did back in February was like an initial like teaser that's what i would describe it as I, people like depending on you know the perspective a lot of people went to it like they saw it as like as a reveal which is perfectly fine i mean we revealed the name of the game which i think was very important um and on top of that people found out oh my gosh it's in 3d uh it's running on unreal engine 4. Uh, they actually got to see one of the first characters uh wraith uh so like these things were like very strong pillars that we wanted to push like basically like you know like um filter out the information and make it where it's like we don't want to hit everybody with like just everything about the game at once let's slowly like introduce them to this world introduce them to a character and then and then as time goes on introduce them to more characters introduce them to more of the world so that it's not like just you know hits them all at once um and so that people will constantly stay interested in like basically uh, as we continue to develop it and we begin to show more and more um and you you have mentioned Saint Zero is more 
player, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And you kind of also have mentioned that the world will react to the players in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in which way does that world react? Is it mostly dialogue? Is it structures changing? Um, environments? What yeah. kind of um, changes would happen in yeah, this so- online world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to make a, a living world. And I don't want to, like, sound cliche. Um, one of the things that, like, I really... I haven't started to talk... I want to talk more in depth about it, especially when we get the uh, the next trailer out. We're actually right now working on it. Um, but after that trailer comes out, I think uh, it will explain a lot. Uh, not only will it show gameplay, so I think it's going to really help show exactly, like, how this game plays. Um, but on top of that, it's going to introduce a lot of story elements and a lot of character um, and the reason we're doing this is because, um, not to sound like the marketing cliche, I personally, I don't like, and nor do I want to put Samurai Zero in this box to say like, oh, it's a live service game. Um, I don't think that's like really what we're going for, for the get go. We're not trying to make like some game that we want, you know, our players to be like, we want you hooked on our game 24 seven. And we, we have to keep adding things in order to make it where, um, we want you to play it like every waking day and you shouldn't be playing any game, but Samurai Zero. That's not like really what we're going for. Um, what we want to make is like a natural evolution of the game that is inspired, that is, um, that evolves, that is influenced by actual, um, uh, character, like, um, uh, action um, in the game. Um, and this is done through a couple of things. Like, there's nothing uh, right now that I can say 100% is, like, set in stone, but to, like, give you an example, like, there's different things I think some games have done um, that I feel like are in the right direction, and then others that I feel like, you know, haven't really done that well. Um, but, like, one of the things that we're looking at is stuff like uh, how we incorporate um, ways of uh, player retention in order to, like, help uh, them um, change and evolve the game. Uh, and a lot of times, like, when... Um, you know gamers they become like attached to a certain like uh franchise or a certain property or a game that they like and play um they really begin to like connect with certain characters and begin to have you know obviously like, your favorites and characters they love characters they hate uh <laughs> gameplay mechanics they like gameplay mechanics they don't like balancing you know all that sort of stuff yeah um so what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make certain things gameplay mechanic wise and overall like uh lore wise and story wise that can be influenced by players uh example really could, could be something like uh what you mentioned which would be environmental storytelling um that's something that from the get-go has been one of the pillars that we've been like heavily working on uh which is the idea of like kind of like how you've seen like in dark souls and and in other games as well where like you can tell a story through the environment um we want to also we're also aiming to do that with samurai zero um the next location you're going to see in the next trailer is very heavily uh, filled with environmental storytelling. I mean, I feel like all the the levels that we've been developing from a multiplayer standpoint um, carry this. So the idea would be is that as players play through the game, there'll be possibly certain events that can happen during periods of time uh, while the game's active um, that can actually change the world. Uh, it can change some of the characters. So it can be like a, a what you call like maybe like a world or like a world event where players get together and yeah, kind of maybe like there's a certain thing. What yeah. they have in like um, Anthem or Destiny. Mm-hmm. They do right. occasional world events. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't say it's 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 less of like um like a open world like go here everybody get here and then fight together. It's more of like a everyone pushes together towards like this like goal and then like there'll be mechanics in play that'll be like well you know pick a side and based on whichever side wins based off of uh players and let's say them like winning matches for this certain like let's say a faction if you will um that faction winning will actually push forward the story and then on top of that uh it's important to note as well is that um we're also looking at how like characters influence the world which i think is important and 
when characters get introduced into this game and you're gonna see it like very early on like as we show more and more characters more of the world will not only reveal itself but it will change and it will evolve um one of the cool things i can say about the game is there's a current there's a system in the game um and i don't want to say what it is yet it's still uh kind of under wraps but i will give a little tease for it um there is a system in the game that uh actually will uh, one of the things that I feel like a lot of multiplayer games fail at um, is is that a lot of the characters in multiplayer games are static, and you have to do this for um, certain reasons when it comes like to multiplayer, because you know you have to keep everyone a level playing field. Um, what we're actually attempting to do, which is pretty different, is we're actually working to make these characters actually evolve and change uh, over the span of the player playing the game. Um, this is like not a type of game where, you know, you get a cool looking character and, oh, they look cool. And, um, they have like this nice little paragraph of background. Um, the lore is actually pretty in depth. Uh, we're talking like, uh, not only from their own personalities, but how they like certain things, their dislikes, um, their goals, uh, what they, what they want to see themselves uh, look like or act like in the future, um, their fears, uh, like all these things are all very well thought out from the get-go and uh they'll be expanded on like when you play the game day one or if you're playing the game 30 days ago and i said this before in the reveal trailer and i'll press it again is that um we want players to be able to tell their own tales like uh, a player who's been playing the game like day one compared to a player who let's say comes in i don't know let's say a month later or two um things will be different um, and because of that, I think like the OG, like if you could call it the OG players will be like, you know, back in my day, you know, I was here when, you know, the walls were still here somewhere or the wall stood or, um, or while like this character was, I don't know, like, give me an example, like was alive or was like this and now they're this type of way. So these, that's just like a little tease, little example of like what we're trying to do with the idea of like a Kind of sticking to the idea of crafting this world, what would you say have been some of the biggest challenges in creating your world? Because mm -hmm. um, it definitely seems like a, yeah. this is a pretty big feat to try and accomplish with what you're trying to do. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, uh, the uh, lead narrative de uh, designer, uh, aka writer, uh, Griffin, uh, me and him have been friends for like a very, like I think almost 10 years. Like we've been friends for a very long time. Um, and I think like that's given us like a very strong uh, like bond with each other um, that like we have this very mutual like trust in each other that um, we both obviously like we both want this game to be the best that it can be. Um, and we both obviously have like a singular vision that we want to hit for the game, but the ways that we reach it may be a little bit different. Um, and I feel like that brings like a little diversity to like everything that we do, every obstacle that we tackle. Um, and I, I feel like when it comes to world building, I think one of the main things that a lot of people don't know is like, it requires a lot of pre-planning. Um, for us, like the idea of us building the world of Samurai Zero, uh, and, and we talk a little bit about this, if you check the website, um, there's a news uh, interview that I did um, called The Leap to Zero. Uh, I highly recommend it to people who wanna learn more about like the background and stuff. Um, but in it, um, I talked a little bit about how we went from like the prototype, which was like this, which I talked about was a different art style. Obviously it was 2D, but on top of that, it was this very, uh, Uh, sign, uh, work. Oh, hold on. 
uh, was the result of world building. I, and um, one of the things that I felt was that when we did the pro, there wasn't a lot of thought. It was before Griffin had showed up, but there wasn't a lot of thought into like, well, how do we make this all work together? How do we make this world together? It was just, you know, let's just make some art and see if something sticks. Um, and it looked all right, I won't lie, uh, but there was, you know, areas, definitely areas for improvement. Um, and then, so then when we started to shift gears and we, and, uh, um, we had the idea to evolve the game into what it is now, which is Samurai Zero, uh, it gave us kind of a clean slate to like take a step back and be like, okay, let's really build this from the, the ground up. Um, and so like one of the biggest challenges I would say is without a doubt is uh, making a timeline. Um, a lot of the, the hardest thing for continuity standpoint, make sure that you don't make a mistake is um, very early on, you need to build your timeline of like where the game takes place and what are the important events that happen before this game takes place. Um, if you don't really think about that too much, what you'll have is a lot of times what you might experience with a game like that is a game that just feels dead, the world feels dead, um, and you don't feel a connection with the world. Um, because for a world to feel real, you have to feel like it's been lived in. You can't just feel like you've been plopped into it and the world just started, unless your game starts at the beginning of time. Um, you have to feel like things have already happened, um, characters react to the world have or, or reacted to previous events in that world. So like all these things come together. And um, that's always the biggest uh, struggle is like figuring out like, what is the timeline? Does everything fit from like a time standpoint? Um, is everybody where they should be on this timeline? Is someone not? And like making sure that everybody is keeping the same level of knowledge and that, you know, we don't accidentally make a mistake because the bigger you make your world, the more in depth you make the world, uh, the more chances you have of like slipping up or messing something up when it comes to the world building. It's a tough challenge, but uh, uh, a joy, to, uh, no doubt. It, yeah, it, um, I'd actually have to agree with you on that standpoint um i'm not a game developer myself but um i'm a writer and so mm -hmm. that's definitely one of the challenges in being a writer as well as trying to figure out what's happening um stories that you're trying to tell yeah definitely as as you progress in samurai zero and you're trying to make new heroes mm -hmm. this is what i'll call them, um mm -hmm. for your game what is the challenges in making those new characters or heroes in this game? Like trying to not step on another hero's toes and mm -hmm. making each one feel fresh. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of all that. Um, it's very difficult because like what we're really trying to do with Samurai Zero is it, it really like we're making people. Um, and to make each one unique, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's obviously like their past, it's their personality. Um, that's like writing, but uh, it also goes in the gameplay, uh, which is like a lot of things. And it was something that we focused on very early on um, was that was like one of the initial pieces of feedback <clears throat> that uh, when Samurai Zero was called Project Leap back when it was in development prototype phase um, that like someone had gave in the comment section of it was that uh, all the characters seemed to attack the exact same way. Um, and so what we did for uh, Samurai Zero, what we've been always, what we've been really focused on when it comes to the combat and the gameplay is to make sure that um, there is a universal set of, of uh, tools that every character has, um, or what I call a universal set of rules that all characters must follow. But each character has ways to bend these rules. And we feel like by following this type of um, philosophy, what it allows us to do is it allows us to make characters that uh, not only act different, talk different, um, look different, um, but they also will play different, even though 
ideally what should happen is regardless if you're playing wraith or if you're playing like a totally different character um and you're facing off against another character there's still fundamental there's still a fundamental core gameplay loop that everyone will be able to follow everyone will be able to understand and will be able to master and then what's on top of that is that's like the base level of it the high level of it but then when you dig deeper into it um what we have is uh what i like to call is there is what i've been focused on with samurai zero is um samurai zero does have what we call vertical depth which is like you know, when you go deeper and there's more mechanics within these mechanics which was within these it does have that but what we've really been focused on is less vertical um um depth and more horizontal depth um and by that what we mean is like when you do a lot of vertical depth you deal with a lot of balancing issues where like certain things might be more complex or more powerful because of how you know deep the mechanic goes um but when you focus on horizontal design and what we've been focusing on is we put everybody in a sort of asymmetrical uh standpoint uh so you know you've played games like that like uh, rainbow six siege or um like overwatch or um, like any of these games that have like you know uh, yeah, you, cast of characters and they're all different right yeah you're definitely um, speaking to me when you mention overwatch <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah, like overwatch is like this too right like all of them follow like a very core loop that they all have to follow right but they all have these different abilities and obviously different personalities to let them stand out and it's just like that with samurai zero like all these characters are um are all different um all of them play different all of them have their different um styles if you will um but what i will say is we're not trying to make a game and it's important to note this um not only are we trying to make our games our characters have way more depth than what you normally expect for a multiplayer game but also from a gameplay standpoint we're not trying to make a game where like uh there's like hard countering so we're not trying to make a game where like one character is a hard counter to another so it's not like if i'm playing wraith you have to play another character in order to do it uh, instead what we're trying to do is um all the characters are very uh adaptable um with their with customization so they'll have different mechanics involved that will allow them to uh change and be customized to fit a player's play style so instead of you having to switch a character it might be switching certain uh, what do you call it? like skills or mechanics within that character in order for you to fit the current comp that you're going for or the current like play style you're going for like um with wraith like you might want to be very aggressive so you might build you might build wraith to be a very like aggressive type of uh character with you know very uh forward uh offensive like skills and, and attacks or you might play wraith in more of a well i don't want to really be aggressive i want to be more like a sabotage or more um you know uh disrupting the enemy's like uh vision or movement so then you might rebuild wraith around and try different uh skills and different abilities that might be more oriented towards um sap uh, subterfuge, uh, subterfuge or um you know um things that might involve um disabling the abilities let's say sight or uh ability to like counter or fight back from you or being or turning into more of like a hit and run type character so like all these things are things that we're thinking about um and we're really working hard to develop uh, within the game to give uh players a sense of depth where um it's not a type of game that you know the game comes out you play it for a week and you've seen everything uh we want to make it where you can be playing the game for month a week like weeks months um, and you can always be discovering cool new ways to uh, use uh, characters and use compositions. Interesting. Um, you mentioned rebuilding, and mm -hmm. uh, that was something I kind of stuck onto. So when you say rebuild, are there somewhat of an RPG element, or is it more of 
kind of like a MOBA where like you go back to a hub area and then you rebuild. Um, no, it's definitely more of an RPG. Uh, I, I, I knew very early on that certain people would uh, probably think that this is like going into a MOBA area, but uh, like one of the big things, and I, and I probably could say it now, like one of the big things that were that's very important is that like this is not a game that has like a level system. Um, there is no, there's like a progression system overall to like, you know, um, to make you feel like, you know, you're accomplishing stuff as you play the game, you get better and better. Um, but there is no sort of like in-game or as just said in-match level system where like in a MOBA where you have to like level up where there's like an early game, a mid game and, and like a late game where you hit like level or whatever it is. Um, that's not in the game. Uh, instead, it's it's way more like RPG oriented where we're talking like uh, giving players access to, I guess what you'd consider is like perks or uh, other like special ways that they can modify their characters to fit certain builds or play styles that will um, uh, work best for, you know, whatever they want to like try to achieve for a, a match. Okay, so based on that, how many, would you say the amount of ways to change up your gameplay, would it be sort of in a way unlimited or is it kind of, do you have a sort of limit for each character you switch from like would Wraith have uh let's say 10 different ways you could change up his play style mm -hmm. or is it just unlimited it's to your imagination um so it would definitely be limited uh <laughs> um for a couple reasons one is uh balancing um and also secondly is because you know um it's almost impossible to just create like infinite possibilities because once you do that you get, you open like basically pandora's box because you can never account for like how players can find a way to you know come up with something insane that you've never thought of um so we have do have like basically like we had do have guardrails um but like for your example uh if you will like if there's like 10 let's say like skills or like perks or something like that that like wraith will have access to the way that the game works is that um the skills and the perks that like wraith has access to are unique to him um, and another character will have perks and skills that are unique to them. So it's not like uh, it's like it's not like a universal set of perks that like everyone can just grab and take whatever they want. Um, it's more fine-tuned and specialized um, perks for like each character or each samurai, if you will, um, that allows them to reach and hit certain uh, what we'd call like play styles, if you will. So uh, to give you an example, just design-wise, is like there might be uh, obviously like certain characters, like Wraith definitely hits a sort of like a, a offensive, like ninja, you know, type of assassin type character, right? Um, like that would be his like I guess you saw overall like archetype. Um, but the idea of like the perks, if you think of them more like a like a specialization, is there's ways that you could specialize Wraith into like different aspects of that. So you don't necessarily need to like, not, it's not like, okay, well, there's only one set of like skills and perks. I have to run with Wraith because that's the way he is. And he has that, this is the best way to build him. It's instead going to be what variation of him I want to like try to run or what I want to play. Am I the type that wants to be uh, more like assassin based? Do I want to be uh, a type that's uh, more uh, like uh, CC based? Do I want to be one that's more defensive based? So these are things that are like all like interchangeable where um, maybe you like Wraith, but you feel Wraith is a little bit too weak for your taste. Then you can find ways, you can find certain like skills and perks that can help enhance his defensive capabilities. Or maybe you want to just go all in on like offense. And so then you can build him out to be more offensively. Or maybe you want him to be like a speedy boy. Like maybe you want to be like, I want him to be fast. 
Um, and then maybe you could rebuild them around to be more oriented towards like, let's say, uh, being a very fast mobility based type of character. So that's like an example, I would say, um, overall. Okay. Um, kind of moving more story elements. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you, you guys must have some sort of main overall story background to your world that you're building. Mm-hmm. Can you give any kind of hints onto what that might be? I know you don't want to give too much away. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah, um very soon we will have like a straight up like overview, like high level synopsis of like what the story is for the game. Um what I can say right now is and we've kind of touched on it in February is is that uh you play as um samurai. Um and these samurai are basically like you can think of them like a I want to say superheroes, but you could think of them as like superhumans of the world of what we call as Edo. Um, that's the name of the world. Um, so in this world, uh, the way that samurai work is the, the thing that makes them unique compared to like any other type of combatant is that they partner with uh, a spirit partner. Um, and these are like uh, very unique spiritual beings from like another realm of the world of Edo. Um, so by creating this sort of like bond with them, um, they're allowed these like super supernatural and superhuman like abilities and feats that normal humans could not do. Um, overall, these individuals that you'll meet, Wraith is one of them, and there, there's more that we're going to reveal down the road. Um, but these individuals are people who um, are basically, in a way, the... I don't know. I would describe them as the, like they're basically like the top of the top. Like they're the apex of the current world. Um, but all of them are. It's not like they're a unified like group. It's not like you know all samurai um, follow the same rules or under the same banner. They're all from different backgrounds and all from different um, 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 upcomings or coming ups and stuff like that. So because of that, they all have different ideologies of like how they perceive the world, how they feel the world should be. Um, and so this story is kind of telling about how they all come together and they clash with each other or they align with each other. Um, and it's kind of building up this narrative of seeing a bunch of different people from different backgrounds, um, all basically coming together and interacting with each other in the purpose of a bigger or the greater good of a bigger goal of basically um, kind of bringing peace to the world or, or bring a sense of uh, order and security and freedom back to the world that's currently lost in a sort of chaotic state that it's in um as you as the game begins interesting that that kind of gave me a little bit of chills not gonna lie um, <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot more but that's a basic little tease of it uh what what kind of made you decide to name it samurai zero and what made you decide to make them quote samurai mm-hmm. uh well one it was because uh like i <laughs> i always grew up uh loving like samurai and the culture especially the japanese culture of like when it comes to like samurai and um that period of time like the warring states um like i really loved bring up was like uh shogun 2 total war i, I love the fantasy of it all and i loved always the um the, the folklore of uh of like Japanese culture overall um, and like the fantasy aspect of it. It's very uh, unique um, and uh, uh, really awesome. Um, and so for me, over uh, what we were focusing on, like from the get-go, um, the game was always about a sort of like combat, like melee, like sword type of combat fighting. Um, that was always like from the get-go, like the thing I wanted the game to be. 
um and so when we were looking at like settings and like we were really like building out what this world was going to be um like that was one thing that just hit immediately I, I think i remember um i was just on google i was like a lot of times like to get inspiration like you know you go on google you go on google images and you just start certain images or use pinterest um that's what i was doing i was like pinteresting like just different like yeah like different like just trying to get like inspiration trying to figure out like what do i want this thing to be and I remember I saw a picture of what looked to be like a samurai. He was like walking in a forest, like a darker forest, or like a, like a regular forest. Um, and he's like, he stops in like on this path in this forest. And then like far ahead on this path, there's another uh, samurai there. And it's very like dark and mysterious. And you know, you could tell like they're about to engage in combat, but like it, the picture told a thousand words. And when I saw it, it just, it kind of just hit me right there. And I was like, this is what I want the game to be like. Uh, like this the feeling i get when i look at this picture this is what i want the game to feel like um and then from there like you know ideas just exploded from there and then i just went to work for like oh i think i said it before like i think it was like uh before i revealed it to the rest of the team i spent like a week uh just locked away um and i just started to redesign like redesign the game and write an entire like game design document i think when i finished it was around like 20 something 30 pages or something like that um and then i you know plopped it first in front of like griffin the writer and i said hey this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think? Uh, and you know, like initially, like he's like, "Whoa, like what? What about everything we did?" It was like, like this is what I'm thinking we should change to. And uh, he read it, and you know, after the, the initial shock of like the change, he was like, "Yo, like I think like this could be something really cool, something really unique." Um, so you know, he was really excited about the world and really building like something that's uh, grounded a little bit, where like people, you know, everyone's like seen samurai stuff before. Everyone can like relate to that from some level. But there's a lot of stuff in this world that's like very unique and different that um hasn't been seen in other games i think it's really gonna allow it to like stand out and hit its own sort of like visual mark um so yeah like i feel like um that's really what hit with samurai for like the name and then uh zero huh i'm trying to remember exactly when zero came into the picture i'm almost positive it was because of anime um i think if i'm right I think it was, I was around that time I was watching ReZero and I thought the idea, and there's been a bunch of anime as well that have like name, have zero in their name. And so in the translation of it, a lot of times like they'll use the word re and then whatever the name, other game name of the, you know, thing is. Um, so like, I really liked that like style of it. So then I was trying to come up with names of it and it's, it's hard to come up with a game name. Um, and then I just like said it randomly. I was like watching the anime and I was like zero and I was like, and I was like zero and I was like Samurai zero. And then I, I kept saying it to myself and I was like, oh, this might be it. This might be it chief. And then I was like, I wrote it down. And then I like, uh, I kept thinking about it. And I kept saying it like for like the next day I kept saying it to so I was like Samurai zero, Samurai zero. And it just kept, you know, kept hitting. And I was like, ooh, ooh okay, I like this. And then I t asked everybody else. I was like, what do you think about this name of the game? And Samurai zero. Um, and I had a sketch of what one of the characters who would eventually become Wraith. I had a sketch of a character drawn up by one of our concept artists. And I said, draw, this is the vibe. I need you to draw a character that hits this sort of vibe. So they drew it. And then I wrote on top of it, Samurai Zero. And I shared it with everybody. And then that's like when everybody started, like everyone saw it. And they were like, yes, like I, I get it now. I, I see what we're trying to go for. And I'm down. So that's really how the game, I mean, the name came together. Interesting. I, uh... I definitely like how you just kind of kept saying that over and over to yourself because I definitely being a writer you I, you'll definitely have like stories in mind but there's mm -hmm. never that name that clicks right until, it, just it randomly. just sounds right yeah mm -hmm. um, but kind of going in what is it like um 
being a part of this small team and trying to make sure that everybody's voice is heard and making sure that you're not going to overstep um, boundaries and kind of people a little angry with you because you're not really listening to them and you're kind of going with your own idea. What has that mm-hmm. dynamic kind of been like for you? Um, so uh, I'm in charge, so they do what I say or they leave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean, um, one of the things I've always said, and I've told to everybody who's like helped work on the project, is like from the get-go, one of the first things I always tell them is that like, um, I never want you to feel like uh, you don't have a voice. Uh, if there's any, and, and I've tried to say that too, because a lot of times like, you know, if you're in, let's say sound, or if you're working like on sound effects or you're working on music, uh, you might feel like it's not like, your place to like comment on something like the concept art that's being made or like a character design. Um, and one of the big things that we've done, like we have like a big team chat that we do that like everyone in it has access to. So we share a lot of the stuff that we have in progress. Um, and at the time, like one thing I really do push is like, hey, if you have feedback, if there's something that like, you know, you're not sure about or like you have an idea about it too, like to speak up, like to do it. Like I can't, re- <laughs> I can't read your mind. So like, I can't tell if like you, you really like, like you really like something or if you're like, eh, I don't know about this. Um, so I try to keep this like sort of like um, this type of, this type of space with everybody that like, it's never personal. And I think everybody has a, like a respect for everyone's craft um, that we all like love this idea. And we're all very passionate about the game that we um, want the game to be the best job that it is. And it never, whenever anybody like critiques something or brings up an idea about something, it's never brought out of a way of like uh, disrespect or a way of like trying to like belittle someone. It's more brought up of uh, like, uh, I really love like what you're doing here. I think it's really awesome. Hey, here's this like possible idea. Tell me what you think about it. And we all talk about it. Um, ultimately, if like a lot of us are deadlocked, um, a lot of times we let it come down to democracy. So we, a lot of times we'll use a poll, especially like if we're stuck on something for like a concept, like we'll have multiple variations of this idea for something and we'll be like, okay, should this character look like this or this or name this or this? And we'll put in a poll and then people will vote for it and whatever gets the biggest vote um, will, uh, that'll be what it is. Um, other times there are some things that I think like just overall, uh, just being like the leader of the team as like the lead developer. Sometimes there are certain things of the game that like, I have to be like, basically I have to put the foot down and be like, okay, you know, like this is what we need to do, or this is where we're going to go. Um, because sometimes it can end up being this like crazy scramble of like everybody just throwing like, you know, just all these random ideas like, at the wall for something to stick. And, um, a lot of times, like sometimes like the ideas are great, but like they might not work out or like we might not have the ability or the capability to like be able to, to hit that type of like, you know, idea perfectly. Um, so it ultimately comes to like a lot of times it, it really comes down to refinement. Uh, did you cut out? I let everybody who's on the team like be able to read like the game design doc, read how the gameplay mechanics work. Um, and give their feedback on them and then obviously one of the biggest things as well is like as we build this demo is it's sharing with with all of them and us like playing it all together and then being like hey i like this i don't like this or hey i think we can improve this or oh hey here's this bug or here's this glitch so that's really like how our like process works overall when it comes to like listening to everybody just letting everybody have a voice yeah basically um before before i let you go um, okay. You mentioned in a tweet a few mm-hmm. months back that you would want Samurai Zero to eventually be on all platforms: PS4, Xbox, PC, Switch, whatever mm-hmm. it be. Um, what is kind of basically when you guys get ready to finally launch Samurai Zero? 
and mm-hmm. it's finished. Um, what it what realistically, where do you think it would be first? Um, so first one would be I'm almost pot like about a hundred percent positive or ninety percent positive. Uh, it would probably be on PC first. Uh, I've, I've that's what, what we've always been like developing the game towards initially. Um, it's always been like focused for like PC as a PC game. Um, so like a lot of the things that we've been developing for the game, um, it's kind of like let us free our shackles of a lot of like limitations where like if we pick a console or something like that, we kind of like have to shackle limitations. Um, so PC gives us a lot of more like leg room to try new stuff and different things. Um, but like obviously like if we move to consoles or stuff like that, there's definitely going to be like the need of like, you know, being able to limit stuff uh, so that, you know, obviously it can, <laughs> it can run on like whatever other console we want to push it to like the Switch. Uh, or like the ps4 or xbox um but the main thing that we want to do like day one would be without a doubt it would be pc like um, like 100 like i the only way i would see it not happening is i don't know if some some way somehow let's say like i would be surprised but like xbox or like sony was like yo we're gonna buy out you know we'll buy out everything we'll give you all this money or something like that put it on our consoles something like that um but uh, overall, like our main our main goal and our main focus is to like make a PC version of the game and like Lord willing, and that's also in- included with like funding. Like let's say like we get this huge fund uh, funding or like additional like you know funds in order to do more. Um, I would love to definitely like port it. I think I've said it multiple times, but I'd love to bring it to the Switch. Uh, I own a Switch, so I'm kind of uh, biased it, but I I really like the the portability of the Switch. Um, I was gonna say I, I feel would, like I would love to have Samurai Zero on my Switch because one yeah. of the joys is I never play it on the TV. I always have something mm-hmm. in the background and I'm sitting on the couch with my Switch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So like the Switch is definitely one that like I would love like if day one we could get like PC and the Switch all working. Um, P- PS4 and Xbox Two. Like the more we can get, the merrier. Um, it's just that I, from what I know also is that um, like our team is very like PC experience. Um, and some of us do have some experience with consoles uh, releases, so uh, like PS4 and Xbox. So what it comes down to really is resources and also like the time. Do we have the time to be able to create like different versions of it? And then there's a bunch of other things that go into that question of like, how do we handle updates for different platforms? How do we push to both of these platforms? Uh, how do we, you know, connect to the server or the services for each of these individual, you know, platforms? Um, crossplay is another big one. I'm like a big advocate for crossplay. So like that's something that if I did bring this game to multiple platforms that is something i would fight for uh hopefully getting uh if we had the the funding to be able to do it is like com- connect the communities together you know uh, allow switch and pc people to be able to play the game together um that's something that like i really would focus on like overall for like getting samurai zero um released on and then one final question what would sure. um if you have one what would be your post-launch roadmap um do you guys plan on like some kind of season pass or do you plan on just if you have a new samurai to release is it free what what does that kind of post-launch um mm-hmm. plan look like for you guys if you have one at all mm-hmm. if you so, can give that away <laughs> yeah so um like right now um to be honest with you like we're just very focused on like getting the base game out there um <laughs> i just <laughs> i want to really just make like the the, the best version of the game that I humanly can for like day one so that like everyone can enjoy like the, the best game with the most amount of content that we can. Um, I we're definitely like there's nothing like we have set in stone yet about specifics regarding like oh how we're gonna handle you know once the game's out like what we're gonna do. I feel like that's stuff that we, we will like look at 
um like as time goes on and as we like progress through development of like figuring that out because i feel like a lot of times what that comes down to is um uh, once that's done uh, you have to kind of hit the ground uh running after your game comes out and then on top of that um there's that period of time where you're getting feedback from your you know the fans and then you never know like there might be technical issues that you have with the game that you might have to fix or um there might be like you know people like this aspect of the game but they don't like this aspect so you have to figure out how to cater you know whatever you decide on doing after your game's out you have to figure out how to cater to like what you're hearing your fans give you for feedback like what are the things they really seem to engage and they love and what are the things in the game they don't seem to love and then be able to like you know figure out how we create content around the things that they love and then also looking at the, the things that they don't love figuring out not necessarily just to drop them but to figure out like what what could we do to improve these things so that people will begin to love um and so like overall when it comes to that aspect that's something that like you know we're still looking at and like we're always talking about it and we're always discussing like the different ways that when it comes to, like monetization and we're talking about um, the different ways that we support this game like post-launch like uh, when it comes to, like new characters or new weapons or anything like that sort uh, is figuring out what's the best way that this game will work with whatever model and making sure it's fair for obviously uh, anyone who plays the game interesting um, I think that's a that's actually kind of a good way to look at it to be honest because I feel mm -hmm. like right now in the gaming industry a lot of companies just jump to the post-launch attitude and finding ways to keep players coming back so i kind of like that you guys's approach is more of making sure the game comes out finished polished yeah that's the main thing luckily for us as of right now we don't have like a publisher bringing breathing back or like neck so there's nothing forcing me to like rush as at this time um you know things can change obviously but like uh one of the the niceties of it and i guess like for people who are interested it sucks because <laughs> i have like no like crazy push outside of like keeping the game relevant of like you know trying to speed up and get things done as fast as humanly can but what it allows us to do is really like take our time and to really like take that time to like really add that sense of like uh like care um, I'm pretty sure like you felt it like when you play games and you're like, you know, you feel like this game feels kind of like soulless to you. And then you feel you play another game. You feel like you can just feel the passion oozing from the game when you're playing it. Like you could tell like the person who made this or the people who made this game really cared about this game. Like it was like their child. Um, and like, I feel like Samurai Zero is like basically just my child and I'm scared. I'm like scared out of my mind when I have to eventually like share it with the rest of the world. Um, but I look forward to that day. Uh, and the best thing I could do is, is prepare my child um, for like, you know, every you know for like everybody who will be you know probably like you know enjoying and playing uh with it when it comes out and so i just want to make like basically the best game that i humanly can and then if people like really receive it and they really enjoy it then i would love to like continue it and you know keep the game like alive and support it uh as like uh, all the people who are playing it and enjoying it uh are supporting us well i i can definitely say that um you you seem to have one of the um, brightest uh, followings around Samurai Zeros to where like I, um, when you post something about it on Twitter I can see most people aren't trying to bash it in any way everybody's very supportive of it so yeah it looks... for right now I just need to mess up <laughs> just give me some time I'll make I'll, I'll mess up somehow I'm positive like I'm preparing for it. Like there, there will probably be one thing or maybe a couple things where, cause this is my first time. Like I'm well, not yeah. even gonna lie. Like I'm obviously like, I can be very naive or very optimistic and then something can come out of somewhere or like I could mess up on something and you know, you know, someone would be like, yo, Hey, that was really scummy or something like that. Right. So like that's something that I have to like, kind of like keep in the back of my head and try to avoid. 
but when it happens i think the best thing that i could do in that situation is just like be honest and move on yeah and just move on with it and just say hey i made a mistake i apologize or hey the game is like you know this or, or that or just to be honest like I, I, one thing i thought about and i would be like really honest about it was that like if the game was supposed to come out in a month and I, and I felt like the game wasn't ready. Like I would delay it if I could, unless someone was like forcing me, I would delay it. And if I was forced to release it and I knew it wasn't like in good shape, I would go as far to just to publicly be like, yeah, it's not ready. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't right. I, 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 I'm not ready for this game. And look, like I've seen people on Twitter, they are very supportive. And so like, I'm really appreciative to like everyone who's been following me for all these years. And um, the positivity has been like a really great motivator, but uh, like a lot of people have been really like, strong uh, backers so far they've been really motivated uh, motivating me and really supportive of like what i'm trying to do here and what like the team's trying to do uh, and so like i can't thank like you guys enough really can it's been a really big help well um i can't wait to see the new trailer um i don't know if you guys have a release date or when you plan on releasing, soon but... soon tm soon <laughs> sooner than people think i, I would argue um I can't wait to see more from it. I can't wait to see what, even after you guys do release Samurai Zero, I can't wait to see what you do next with, um, I drew a blank, uh, Neo Interactive, I believe is your company. I can't yep. see what, wait and see what you guys do next with that in general. And, um, I'm just very excited to see where you guys go. Cause like I said, you and TBH have following you guys for years have really inspired me to branch out and do what i want to do so oh that's awesome i appreciate you sitting with me tonight and talking about samurai zero um for anybody who doesn't already follow go to twitter follow gaming ethos uh the you have an official twitter correct for samurai zero mm -hmm. Yeah, you can follow uh, you can follow the games development. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is at Play Samurai Zero, or you could just go to uh, SamuraiZero.com and yeah. follow there. So if you haven't already, go look up Samurai Zero, find more information on it. Ethos, I want to thank you again for sitting with me tonight, and oh, I hope no I I wish the best to you and your team. Thank you, and th thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Anytime.